0: Welcome to Jess Williamson, the podcast where we build businesses for life. Today on the podcast, I have Emily Otto. She is the owner and creative director at House of Hobby. They do some really, really cool hobby workshops here in Perth, and they're expanding across Australia. But Em was recently in a round of business for life with me, and she just has so much wisdom to share when it comes to building hobbies in as almost a tool to ignite your creativity and boost your business. So we're going to unpack how to find your hobby, how to make time for it, but also Em went headfirst into achieving some incredible goals. As we went through business for life, she landed some major brand deals, as well as building out her personal brand and just embracing her uniqueness. So today's episode is jam-packed with value. Let's dive in. Hello, Em. I'm so damn excited to just chat with You on the podcast. Hi, Jess. How are you? Good. So, we recently got to hang out inside of the program Business for Life, and I got to witness you just going after what you wanted. You hit some incredible collaborations with CryCart, Spotlight, and major brands that you were just like, here I am, let me go after them. You started building out more of your personal brand, income streams, and basically just feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And I want to dive into some of those incredible things and how you made them happen, especially for anyone listening who might want to set after a big goal, but maybe doesn't feel ready or not quite sure how, but we'll get to that in a bit. But first and foremost, you are the queen of hobbies.
1: <laughs> the queen of hobbies. Yes. I know. I believe you can never have too many, but I think I might be verging on the, the too many.
0: <laughs> okay. How many do we have a number? Oh,
1: I can't even count. Like I've got the, you know, shiny object syndrome. If I see something
0: and it intrigues me, I'm going to give it a go and see what happens. So good. And it makes total sense then that you are the owner of House of Hobby, which is a company that offers all sorts of hobby workshops and events. So this is a really fun topic that I want to dive into right now because not enough of business owners have a hobby outside of their business, right? (laughs) Oftentimes, Oftentimes it starts out as, oh, oh, this is a side hustle. This is my hobby. And then as it starts to take off, we forget about life outside of that. And, you know, business for life was all about making sure you have a life alongside your business. So I want to know, how do people find hobbies outside of their business?
1: Yeah, so I think one thing people often get mixed up when it comes to hobbies is that definition of what a hobby is. People think, oh, I like paint, therefore I'm going to sell paintings and then they go down that route. But the definition of a hobby is something that you do purely for pleasure. So that means it's completely selfish, like you're not going out to make money off it or have any ulterior motive. It's something that you can do just to bring you joy and that can be be as cool or as daggy as you want it it's just that really you know space which you're going to enjoy yourself and it's when you know we are especially entrepreneurs i find like you try and monetize everything and anything but i think you know you need to carve out that space for just that you time which is offline you know you don't have to record what you're doing you're just there enjoying and i feel like you know it's like going to the gym or it's like you know doing some self care time it's That time which you're just focusing on that one. Yeah. On that one hobby, which isn't to do with anything or, you know, anything else that you do in your business life.
0: So for people who maybe don't know what hobbies they like, I know for me as a child, I loved craft. Like craft was my thing. I wasn't really into drawing or, you know, fitness too much, but I would love to get down and be crafty and make everything out of paper. And so during 2020, when we all learned how to slow down for the first time ever, when we were forced to, I started doing more pottery and that was so much fun. But sometimes it can be like, hmm, I don't know what I might like. How do we find a hobby? Because there are so many different things that we could do. You just try a lot of them.
1: And that's, you know, how House of Hobby started. It was because, you know, there are lots of courses out there which you can do to dive into a four, a six, a 10-week course. But, you know, here at House of Hobby, we just do the snippets. So if you want to try lots of different hobbies, then you can come and just get an introduction. And if you like it, we're like, cool, all right, go over here. They do you know you can sign up for a six month course you can go and buy all the kit etc or if you didn't like you're like cool I've tried it I can tick that off my box and now I'm going to try something else we you know often find that each hobby can teach you something different and you no know, there are those hobbies which you know you just use on the couch with your hands and you're just chilling and doing some embroidery or maybe you're someone more tactile like building things like yourself Jess you've got pottery you've got that you know making things out of paper you've got floral design you know there are kind of all in the same realm. If maybe you're someone that, you know, is a big dreamer, big thinker, you've got things like painting, that's really great for just, you know, getting all of those expressions out and drawing's really good in there. And I could I could go on and on and on as to, you know, the different types of, you know, people, that person you might be as to what things you might enjoy.
0: Okay. I want to ask, what are your top three right now?
1: My top three, I do love sewing. I feel like sewing something that I yeah, neglected for a long time or I was like, it's not cool and Then one day I was just like, no, I'm gonna do the sewing thing, and I just have loved it ever since. I'm like a hobby nerd, so I've got a few more niche hobbies as well. And one of them is knitting machines. So I've got a range of vintage knitting machines from the 70s. I made things like this top on it, so that's really cool. And then my one like selfish hobby, which I don't publicize really to anyone that I do it or post on Instagram about it, and that's reading like fantasy novels. (laughs) That's one of my like favorites. Yeah, on the side. Now
0: in business. We have so many things that we're like, okay, I've got to do my accounting, got to do my Instagram post, got to sort out my clients. I've got to then sleep and make sure I'm eating well and seeing my friends and family. And sometimes hobbies can fall to the wayside. It's almost like it's a nice to do. I know that you believe it is a necessity if we want to grow our business, thrive, and really bring that creativity in. So, give us like your one minute pitch on why do we actually need to prioritize this
1: yeah it's because you need to prioritize that fun time for you really to balance out all that serious and life that's happening like it's like dessert you know you always wait till after the meal to have it because it's a treat and hobbies are seen as the same thing so I'm all about you know eat your dessert before your dinner because if you're doing something that lights you up it's gonna infect you know everything else that you do and I could you know we can talk more about I've made some of the best business deals of my life through hobby groups. I've you know made new friends. It, I've been open to new ideas, which have helped my business. All because of a hobby. And it's just yeah, being selfish really. And I don't think people are selfish enough with everything.
0: No, I love it. And I think even just allowing our brains space where we don't have a podcast in our ears, trying to learn something new, or you know doing something for a certain outcome. It's just purely creative. And I always get my best ideas when I'm not actually working.
1: It's like shower thoughts, you know, you can have hobby thoughts as well. Like you're just getting lost in doing, you know, something that you enjoy doing and then your brain's just relaxing and sorting through what it needs to sort through.
0: Yeah. Okay. Amazing. I'm now thinking, okay, I need to actually carve out some time and and go and get doing some pottery again and things like that. But yeah, at the moment I can only make tiny bowls. So the problem is I've got a million and one like bowls that I could put nuts and olives in, but that's about it. So we might have to upgrade.
1: So I had a heap of little bowls as well from pottery and I turned then I did a duo hobby and I turned them into candles and then I gifted them to everyone last year and it's so
0: cute. People love it. Wow, good idea. I might have to do that. Some of mine are very flat so I'm not sure how that'll work but I love the creativeness. <laughs> okay, so now that everyone's going out and doing their hobbies, going to House of Hobby, trying out absolutely everything, I want to dive into a little bit of the incredible things that you've done in your personal brand just over the time that I've been more working closer with you and you had some big goals around wanting to grow your personal brand. Can you share a little bit about those goals? Yeah. So
1: um, as you know, you're known for Jess always dreaming big and you know just going for it. I yeah did have some pretty ambitious goals. Like one of them was going into it. Like I just you know really love creativity and I love doing things. I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to be on like Better Homes and Gardens or things like that. So that's where we started. And of course, with that, you need like build up to get there. And then there There was a few brands which I really, really would love to work with. I thought like in my wildest dreams, it would be so cool to work with like Spotlight, for example, or even CryCut, which is a a big crafty brand as well. So they were definitely some of
0: my bigger goals going into business for life. So cool. And I remember in your onboarding form, you wrote something like, it would be great to have my personal brand as a bit of a side hustle, like just a little thing. And I wrote in big capital letters, no, it's not. It's going to be... (laughs) It's going to be major. And you were like, okay.
1: I remember reading that. I was like, of
0: course, damn it, Jess. (laughs) But then you, you literally were like, oh, I get it. You know, let's go all in. Let's not wait until you feel ready or until spotlight knocks on your door. So can you give anyone some tips? Maybe they've got some big goals and they're thinking, oh, I need to wait a little bit longer or that's a longer term vision or when I have more experience or when I have, you know, when we have more of everything thing. We tell ourselves, but you just went, here I am. I'm not waiting until I have more followers. I'm just going to approach these brands. And you landed two major brand deals, like huge, huge brands. So can you walk us through that? It was insane. You know, as
1: you always say as well, Jess, like just having the audacity to go out and do it. Cause there was a part of me like, oh no, like I need to be, you know, I need a higher follower count or like I need to have done this to be able to even think of approaching these brands. But I was just like, oh, what's, you know, what's the worst that can happen? like you know at the you know time I had you know a really great support system through business for life like in my back pocket I was like all right I'm just gonna do this and then yeah I just knocked on the door I was like hey this is what I do like I'd love to work with you this is my idea and then yeah,
0: it all just kind of happened which was really cool so so good so when it comes to approaching those big brands you said you knocked on the door, like the virtual door. How do you even find these contacts? Because I think people even get in a narrolysis paralysis on, oh, who do I contact? How do I contact? What do I write in the email? What was your process of just like ripping off that band aid and going all in?
1: Yeah. So I found that it's not actually the brands that you're contacting. So I found like that took away some of that stigma as to, oh my God, I'm contacting like these big brands. It's like you want to find those digital digital agencies that actually manage like content for the brands. So what I did is a bit of stalking on LinkedIn um, and that actually got me the cry cut. you know, collaboration that's um, in the works. So I was like, hey, like, love this. Who's the best person to speak to? And then like, yes, yeah, email this person, email that person. And then a conversation started from there. So I found that really helpful LinkedIn of all things. And the other one, I think I just went through the contact form. Maybe I went to contact and LinkedIn and then that kind of came together. And then they got in touch with me. No, then Spotlight got in touch with me which was crazy because I did all that thing. I put everything out there and then via
0: my TikTok, the agency that manages content, for spotlight, we're like, hey, we'd love to work with you. So cool when you like put it out into the universe and then magically they, they reach out to you and it's just all so aligned when you finally go all in. It's so, so good. Another big thing that I love about you is you are just you. You know, you are like, you know what? I'm going to make this cool like fishing shirt and paint on things and make the most cool, colourful outfits and just be unapologetically you. Have you always been that way? No, it's been a
1: journey, uh, that's for sure. Because I feel like living in Perth, it's kind of like a small country town. So, you know, growing up um, was the early 2000s and there was that big, well, it's just a trend, you know, you got to have like a tan, have like blonde hair type thing. Like it was all very, you know, Paris Hilton, Britney Spears type thing. And as you can imagine, like, you know, I'm as pale as they come and I'm a ginger and that just didn't suit my vibes. So one day I was just like, no, don't have the time to be someone I'm not. And then from there, I've just done what brings me joy and just gone through, okay, well, this is, you know, this is the situation I've got to deal with. We'll just live that to its best and do what works for me. And then that's kind of just how I've gone further and further down that road, which has been an experience. Yeah,
0: and I think the more that you allow yourself to just shine and embrace the things that make you you and that bring you joy, The more it gives other people permission to as well. But sometimes it can be hard because sometimes it's like we have these preconceived ideas, even within ourselves, on. I should be more like this because of just what we experience in society or the collective. And just before we hit record, you mentioned like even you're trying to embrace being an introvert now. And that's one thing that I always actually held on to without even realizing for so long in the past that I thought in order to be this person on stages and hosting a podcast, I had to be super extroverted and outgoing and really loud. And that's just not me. Like I am person who I'm like at home 90% of the time or at the beach and love my alone time. So how do you start to identify those things that maybe aren't something you need to quote unquote fix or adjust about yourself, but it's just, how do you identify them and say, let's just embrace this?
1: I think again, it's like, you know, thinking about why you're doing things. And I have this conversation with people like, oh, you know, like I'm doing this, I'm doing that just because so-and-so wants me to do that or that. That's what's expected of me where it's just like, oh no, you know, just do it because you want to do it and don't, you know, make those excuses. I know to do things that you don't want to do and yeah, just be okay. Be okay with those decisions that you make, you know, and FOMO can be a a thing. So just like switch off your social media. If like, no, I know I need to be home, just relaxing. It's like, just, just do that and don't have any regrets about it. Because at the, at the time, like, so at the start of this year, I decided to go for a whole year non drinking, and that I feel like has just really helped me on that journey to being more introverted. Because you know, people are like, oh come out have a drink, but now I'm like oh no, like I'm just going to stay home, and I'm okay with making those decisions because I'm like oh well, you know, this is just what I want to do, and it's what
0: I need to do to be happy. No, I love that because I think there are so many expectations from whether it's society or other people and we really do have to own that into the selfish era because when you are selfish whether it's doing some hobbies for yourself or choosing to show up So you, you have more time, you have more energy. And then when you do show up for those people in your lives, you have the right intention going into it. And I think it fosters greater connection when you can be your honest and true self as well. What
1: I found is like I did, you know, like priorities as to what's the top three things that are most important to me. So, you know, obviously for me, it's spending time, you know, just at home doing my hobbies. And then it's like, you know, hanging out with like five diehard friends, which I'll do anything for. And other than that, I'm like, eh, if I don't want to do it, they're outside that realm I'm not even going to worry about it and then obviously yeah spending time with my family and things like that so I find you know by doing that it almost gives you permission to be like oh okay no is that in my wheelhouse you know what I'm not even going to feel guilty about saying no to like I don't know your auntie's Christmas party that she's throwing you like you know I don't I don't even want to go it's not going to impact me at all.
0: And then what about online because online can be a whole nother beast when it comes to visibility and and showing up yourself and you know embracing all the cool outfits and the colors and the different you know styles and whatever it is that you want to create was there ever any resistance to that or did you find that easier
1: I find it easier because I think you know me like loving color and loving just to wear quite eccentric clothes that's how I show my personality because I am like I am more introverted and I am quite like a you know creative person this is that's just how I show my personality so I feel like if I wear plain Clothes, I almost feel like suffocated because I'm like, this isn't reflecting accurately who I am. So that way I can, you know, go to an event or whatever and people know who I am just by looking at me. And I don't to be like, yeah, I do this, this, this. and this. Like, oh, that's Em. She's creative. She makes fun clothes. I'm like, yep, done. Sweet. See ya.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. So you sort of embrace that, which then becomes your recognizable identity. And I think people either fall into one or two sides where showing up in their everyday life as themselves easier, but online, a little bit uncomfortable. Or sometimes it's easier to show up online, but then in everyday life to allow yourself to shine really brightly. Sometimes that can be confronting as well because, you know, depending on who's around or their ideals or what they think you should wear or how you should look can be different. But I love that online you were just like, here I am. I'm embracing it. I'm going to show up in this way. So that's yeah, one thing I
1: always love. um, And it might be because, you know, I have a background in advertising. so I'm really like particular about no false advertising, essentially. So, you know, I want to make sure that I'm always just being authentically me. And that way, you know, if someone sees me online, then I'm exactly the same in person. And that it's not that, oh, I thought you'd be like this. or
0: I thought you'd be like that. It's like, oh, no, that's M. That's just, there she is. That's what she's doing. No false advertising. Like that just removes a lot of the stigma because a lot of times people are afraid to show up authentically or in their bigness. Of- online because they feel like they might be judged but when you think about it by doing that it's false advertising so then why the hell not just show up exactly as you are that's I love that perspective there's this influencer online um, and her name is Elise Myers and
1: she did a really great almost like semi-campaign a little while ago which really spoke to me and it was around just go find less so it's like you're you and you should be you and all that you know your bigness or however loud you want to be or whatever you want to do if people don't like that or don't like you for that. I don't want you to tone down or anything. It's just like a well, you should go and find less and I'm gonna be me and you're, you know, you're not my problem, which I really, really love for those people that might be struggling with
0: that. That's so good. Yeah, go and find less. I love these statements. Like everyone needs to put them up on their walls because these are gold in terms of just allowing yourself to one, go after what you want to enter yourself era, doing some hobbies and like giving back to you, even when you're busy as heck, you can always find time or make time. And then letting go of all of that judgment and expectation and just allowing yourself to be unique because that's how you stand out. That's how you create an impact. And I love everything you do, Em. Keep shining your light and sharing all of your incredible creations with the world. So where can people find you? Where can people come and hang out? I know that you are expanding House of Hobby to the East Coast of Australia as well. So so give us all the info yes and by the time
1: I think this will go live yeah well um, it'll be probably have announced it across the socials so yeah you could obviously find um, me at houseofhobby.net or my personal brand at just at emily otto but yeah next year we are expanding to melbourne which is so exciting to get all the house of hobby workshops on the east coast so it feels like a very big step but it feels good because I've got like the right team in place to make it happen. Um, I'm excited for a new challenge because, you know, I think going back to why I love doing what I'm doing and it's helping people find creative self-care, you can never have too much of it and, you know, you need to spread your message with everyone. So yeah,
0: it's exciting times. so excited for you and just everything to come with your personal brand with house of hobby and just spreading all that joy across the country and the world so thanks for hanging out today em and for sharing all of your wisdom with everyone thank you for having me jess thanks so much so if you have loved this episode make sure you screenshot it and share it to your social media tag me and em and all of the links to em's incredible workshops social media will be in the show notes as well see you next time